ladies and gents, it is. it is my favorite day of the week, SHIT, and we're going to go oh. back to the millennial days. Oh, oh, hitting the club scene. Why? Because you're talking to teachers, and this is what teachers do. All right, let's do this thing. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros! Yeah! <laughs> it is that time! Yeah! And drop some heat. All right, all you business pros out there, before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, drop a review, help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, sign up, go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time slot. Don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at businessbros. At Business Bros Pod. Blah. All right, we're so excited, so honored to bring another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Today's guest is a science teacher by day and a designer by passion. Her boutique e commerce brand focuses on fun, vibrant lifestyle products to celebrate life's everyday moments. Whether you're looking for a new look for your home or for your wardrobe, our guest today has your back, literally. She's the designer of interior decor, fashion products, and other home goods to make you and your living space look like something out of a magazine. Tune in today to learn how this young phenom balances Bunsen burners and scales while building a fashion-forward designer powerhouse. Joining us today from Mind Over Matter Designs out of New York City, welcome to the show, Carolina Gencar! Dude, I'm Whoa. gonna get rid of this whole sound <laughs> thing. It's gonna be a, uh, it's gonna be phenomenal. All right, hey. ladies and gents, welcome to the show, Carolina, a fellow educator on the podcast, educator and entrepreneur. And I'm gonna say this because I know that you actually live it. Teaching is the best part-time job in the world. When I tell my wife that, she like throws things at me almost, right? <laughs> you know, she's she's all about being, and she's an amazing teacher. She, I would no, always oh hell no. <laughs> Exactly right, but we got enough time to do other things, and you're you're being a classic example of that. So I want to know how you got into the entrepreneurial space. Help me out here. Why take the time away from the classroom? I can't say away from the classroom, outside yeah. of the classroom, uh, to, to build a business. Well, first of all, it's so wonderful to be here with you guys, especially talking to a fellow educator. Um, it definitely we can make these conversations go on forever. I'm sure there's so much for us to talk about. Um, but, um, yeah, so I, I totally agree with that statement. Actually, the part-time statement, I definitely think that there are opportunities when you are a teacher and especially after you've been teaching for several consecutive years and you kind of feel in your groove after a certain time, because it does take time to get to that point. Um, but at the end of the day, there are opportunities for us to explore different venues and different passions that maybe if you're working at typical nine to five, you wouldn't be able to have the opportunity to do so. So I'm definitely thankful 
um, for how I got to this place. Um, so I did graduate in 2014. I was a biology major, hence the science teaching. I didn't know what to do with myself, um, along with probably the majority of college graduates. Just didn't know what I wanted to pursue. I ended up in education. I did the New York City Teaching Fellows Program. Um, and I found something that I really like by accident, kind of. <laughs> I ended up in the classroom in front of students um, with very little education preparation, which is a little scary. Um, but I found something that I really enjoy. And this is going to be, this is my seventh year in the classroom right now. But probably four years into it, I started getting that itch to do a little bit of advancement. And for those of you guys, for anyone out there that is in the education space, you know that it's a pretty tough place to look for advancement opportunities mm -hmm. within the career, right? Um, most of us are not, yeah, exactly. Most of us are not on merit pay. So there's just, there's that itch to get a little bit more, right? To get a little bit more recognition, to explore something else. And I decided to go into the one thing that everyone else was doing, and that is educational leadership. Um, so I signed up for those courses to go into becoming an assistant principal or principal. And halfway through those courses, it was a two-year program. I was like, no. <laughs> this is not, this is not what I thought it would be. Um, but it was just the only thing that I kind of thought was a possible advancement opportunity. So that's why I went into it. And so once I realized, I mean, I finished the program, got that done, but I realized that didn't satisfy what I was looking for. So I decided to look and see if I can create my own advancement opportunity. And that is with starting a side business. So that's how I got into it. Funny timing, though, um, that happened in February of 2020. Oh, yeah, and we know what happened right after that. <laughs> uh, so, you know, things work out funny. Um, but I was just finishing up that educational leadership program. And I was like, this isn't this is great. I'm glad I did that. But this is, is not satisfying that itch for me. Um, so February of 2020 is when we got started with Mind Over Matter. February 2020. Okay, so um, I want to know about the entrepreneurial journey here, okay? Because there's yeah. a lot of people who get into this space who decide that uh, maybe uh, I'm going to pursue a passion, right? Uh, or maybe I'm going to join an MLM company, right? Multi-level mm -hmm. marketing. That's usually yeah. a, what a lot of people's first step is into business. Yeah. Why did you choose the design space? Why Why that over all the different things? I mean, your background's in biology. I don't know how much biology and, and design mix. So why, why go into that space? No, that's a great question. Um, I love being creative. Um, I did attend performing arts high school and middle school back in the day before deciding to go into biology. I was one of those kids where my parents were like, you got to do math or science. Um, so pretty tunneled with that aspect. Um, but there was always that passion for creativity. And I always try to apply that to my lessons. I do a lot of STEM. So even though I am in the science teacher field, I do try to make everything really creative. So the creativity aspect was really there for me. Um, and I don't have a background in design whatsoever. Um, in fact, was never a good artist ever. But Canva came around. And for those yes. of you unfamiliar with Canva, it's round of applause Canva. for Canva. Canva 
my heart is like sold with Canva. Um, Canva came around and I realized truly with Canva, I mean, their advertising is not wrong. Anyone can become a designer. So I started playing around with it. And at first it was awkward and things were weird. Um, but once I started playing around with it and looking at just designs that are already out there, and obviously um, there's something to looking at what's already out there and seeing how can you improve what is already available. Um, looking at graphic tees that are sold at Target, that are sold already in other places, and just thinking, okay, this is great, but how can I improve this? How can I make it more unique? How can I make it maybe more particular to a specific group of people or a specific niche? Um, so that's what I decided to do. And so I started playing with Canva over and over, and especially with the pandemic, obviously my teaching day-to-day -day changed significantly, as mm -hmm. I'm sure everyone else's did. So I was stuck at home for the majority of the time and that did allow me, I mean, I truly am someone that was in a way blessed with having the time um, that was made accessible to me because of that, um, that change and taking advantage of the time that was, that was given to me prior to the pandemic. I was really running like a hundred miles per hour doing the educational leadership program, interning, teaching. It was just a lot. And that, the pandemic really did cause me to pause and think, okay, well, what else can I do here? So playing around with Canva is how I got started and thinking, wow, these are cool designs that I think people would want to buy. And friends and family started think, started wanting designs from me. And so in uh, February, that's when I decided to build a website, Simple Wix website, and decided to go on Etsy. But at the time, I was under the brand Champs. And that's because, uh, funny story, a lot of my t-shirts were kind of that basic girl brunch champagne wine vibe. And so that brand name fit, fit the teas and products that I was designing. But as the year went on, this is actually something that I learned through the process. Um, I wasn't really able to put my face onto the brand because as you know, as an educator, I mean, can't really be promoting shirts that are saying like, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. We're gonna pause right there. Right there. Because you're absolutely right. You can't yeah. say things like happy 420. You can't say yeah. things like, let's go grab a beer. Like there's Ooh. all kinds of things that you can't say when you're an educator. You're limited. Yeah. That's absolutely true. Um, but let's let's hit some of these stigmas here. Um, something that, that you said uh, uh, as you were telling your story kind of caught my attention. Uh, and it was the whole concept of when you're when you're doing something that you've never done before doesn't mean that you can't be successful at it. You don't have a degree in design. You don't have a background in design, but you're making it happen. And uh, something I talk with my with my seniors, especially a lot, is I feel like the school system is failing a lot of kids because we're not preparing them for an opportunistic future that they're stepping into. Uh, especially the kids that I have in my class tend to be uh, the ones that aren't receiving all their math credits. And so they come to me at the very end to try to get that last credit to graduate. So they have been failing ninth grade, usually probably seventh, eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade. They've, exactly. they've like become failure. They almost it's so much worse. Exactly. Right. And, and that's that's kind of a, a downside. Like we've been grading them as F students, F students, telling them they're incapable, telling them they need to work harder. They need to do better. We're focusing their attention on something that they're not focused on, 
but not really giving them the opportunity to realize that there's a whole, like, you know, Aladdin style, right? A whole new world. Like it's out there, right? There's, there's opportunity out there. And I'm wondering, like, as you stepped into this entrepreneurial space, as you started to realize, like, I may not know a lot, but I know that I can find the answer. I know that I can learn from whatever it is that I'm trying to do. How much of that goes back with you into the classroom when you're talking to your students? So much. That's a really wonderful point. Um, I actually did change my teaching after starting this business in several ways. I really do incorporate a lot of careers that are not science related that maybe students are unfamiliar with um, and as and skills as well into a lot of the lessons we do. I actually did a lesson a few weeks ago. Um, It was it was about continental versus coastal climate changes, which, okay, great topic for people that enjoy climate. But a lot of the kids definitely not something that they're very passionate about. And so I changed that lab. It was a lab. And I changed it to the students becoming real estate agents. Mm. And they were trying to, they had clients and they were trying to find a place for each of the clients to live based on those climate factors. And I could tell like the kids, they were not familiar with the job. They didn't know what a realtor does. They It wasn't something that maybe someone in their family had pursued before. They didn't know how commission works. Um, So all sorts of different skills and just exposure, I think, is so important. And when we talk about careers in STEM, that's really wonderful. I mean, that's great that that we're going that direction. But I think there's so much potential and possibility to just interdisciplinary work that can be done and not just between the core content areas. There's just so much out there. Um, I also have introduced my students to Canva, which is my love. (laughs) And they have absolutely um, latched onto that as well. And not every kid is gonna be as passionate and that's totally fine. But I just think exposure and allowing them that flexibility in their work. And I think it's just something that even as early as the middle school years, and I'm sure like it's what you see, you see that trajectory in middle school, they're not doing well, most likely that is going to continue at least for a lot of those students. So giving them those outlets um, for creativity, as well as just exposure, I think is monumental. So I definitely agree that I've taken some of those lessons and aspects that I've learned through starting this. I don't have a degree in design. I'm not a designer, but just playing around with different tools that are out there. And there's so many free possibilities that students can explore. But, you know, like, let's, let's, let's hold it there because I love how you just, how you just changed that lesson. Do you you realize that the problem that most of these kids face is not their ability to learn it's their willingness to learn. Like, you know, there, there's so many things out there that once you realize, hey, I'm interested in that, you can't stop people from learning today. There's so much information out there. I mean, what you did in that lesson was, yeah, they learned the climate stuff because it was part of the lesson. 
Yeah. But what they really got to look up, and I bet you this happened because I did some, I did a, a lesson very similar to that when we're talking, but I'm talking with seniors and we're talking about yeah. leasing properties and selling properties, oh, right? That's so cool. That's so cool. When they get into it, they start looking up their house, their property values. And with Zillow and Redfin, they can look at when was the purchase price? How much did they pay for it? What are the taxes? All of a sudden, like their own curiosity kicks in. That is the power of education. I think that's what that's what the school system is missing, not the memorization of information. That's the yeah. we I mean there's Google out there. I, I had a conversation with my wife today talking about plagiarism on English papers, right? And how her PLC is is trying to combat that. And I was like, "Do you realize that if I wanted to cheat making blogs, like I could literally go on, find an AI software, put in a couple key points and it'll completely write a blog for me. What's to say I'm not using that for an essay, right? What yeah. is the point? Why are you trying to teach them these things? And that why and where it's going to lead to makes a whole difference. I mean, in biology, I learned about real estate and commissions. Come on now. I mean, that yeah. that is huge. I want to say congratulations to you for doing stuff like that because it's it's really shaping what other people are doing, what other teachers can do in their classrooms to kind of merge these things together. So I want to know now, let's, let's kind of pivot into your, to, into your business a little more. Yeah. Um, what's been your experience like now that you've launched? I mean, February of 2020, you've had an entire year or so of getting things started. What kind of hiccups have you come across? No, that's a great question. And I absolutely love that you mentioned Zillow. I actually never make a note of that because that is another amazing tool that I didn't even think about. Um, that could be incorporated into lessons. So cool. Um, yeah. So to begin with, obviously pandemic hits, um, which allows me to have more time to do work, but there's some negative consequences that come with that as well when it comes to the business side. Um, so we are obviously dealing with print providers because it's a drop shipping service um, that are dealing with staff shortages, that are dealing with closing that are dealing with inventory issues, um, and most notably, the postal service, right? We can all remember last spring and last summer, they were experiencing, experiencing major issues and delays. So here I am, I'm excited, I finally launched, and I'm starting to get orders in. And obviously, that first hit of orders is super exciting. I'm sure we can all relay anyone that's had a business like that. And my orders come in, but the reviews that come back to me aren't so fantastic mm. necessarily. And that's for various reasons. So immediately I, I get very worried. I get very anxious. I am obviously someone that wants to be in control. As teachers, we are always very in control of our spaces and our classrooms, which we obviously need to work on relinquishing some of that. Um, <laughs> so that's um, that's just something that I, you know, I'm excited. This is this is my baby, my product. I'm excited. I've launched. And I'm experiencing all these issues because I'm not able to control them. I'm not able to control inventory, USPS. I'm just not able to do that. So some of those negative reviews start coming in. And I realize, okay, what do I need to do? I need to communicate. I need to communicate with the customer. Because for the most part, people that do purchase with purchase from Etsy, which I'm also on Etsy, or purchase from small businesses like myself, um, they are understanding for the most part, those customers are understanding, especially if they're making a purchase during the middle of the pandemic, they are usually understanding, but they're looking for that communication. They're Even if it's the same message over and over, I sometimes I would 
email or message back a customer just on a daily basis, even if I didn't have an update about their shipping or I didn't have an update about when their product would be arriving to them. I just, that- Today, Junior! That's when they wanted it, right? That's yes, when they wanted it. Exactly. They're used to, I mean, we're all used to Amazon. We're living in an Amazon world. That's what we want. But I realized that for the most part, they were okay. I just had to have that constant communication. Even if it was repetitive, I had to give them those updates. And since then, obviously, those changes have gotten better. We obviously picked up on USPS and our inventories picked up somewhere around August is when things got significantly better with those pandemic concerns. But obviously, I'm sure that's something that a lot of businesses experience. It was just kind of a crazy timing for me because it was my first orders. I'm excited. This is finally launching. And now I'm dealing with unhappy customers, which nobody wants to deal with. No, of course not. Of course not. Well, who is your ideal customer? Like, did you create, did you like sit down and actually pan that out? Like, who is the target audience that I'm looking for? Did you like create an avatar and name them? Tell me a little bit about your ideal customer. That's a great question. So that's part of the actual process over the last year. Um, I didn't really do that to get started. And that was an error on my part. Um, I just had products that were graphic tees. I mean, they were all basically for females in the range of 20s to their 30s. Um, some teacher t-shirts, some brunch, let's, you know, let's go out t-shirts. We had some sports ones. We had some football ones, but it was all over the place. And that was an error on my part that I realized somewhere like towards the end of the summer, when I started looking at my stats and I started looking at what's selling. And what was interesting is what was selling happened to be the teacher products. Hmm, and I wonder why. I wonder why. Exactly. <laughs> So that's when I started um, thinking, maybe I need to just narrow in my focus and really do some work digging in and seeing how can I expand the teacher collection? How can I take this further and really meet my customer? Because I am the customer in this case, right? I am that person that would buy those shirts. I buy those shirts all the time. I wear them proudly. Um, and that also leads to social media and being a teacher, we do have some restrictions, right? So I realized that perhaps I need to do a little bit of a rebrand so that I can have my face behind the brand so that I can become the brand. And that's something that I think I should have probably realized earlier on in the process, but we all make mistakes. And in January of this past year, so January, 2021, we did a rebrand. I went from Champs to Mind Over Matter, had a little bit of a Mind Over Matter, Science, you know, Matter twist onto it. Also a fun phrase that I use with my students all the time. And now we are teacher focused. So I found my demographic. I found my customer and I'm able to promote these products on my social media. I'm able to build a community with other educators on my social media. That community is stirring more engagement, more customers. So definitely something that I would recommend for anyone that's going in this space is really make sure you know who you want your customer to be. Mm, yes, yes. That is crucial. And, I, you know, and, and the funny thing is uh, this, this goes back to the education part. You made a mistake. Yep. You literally failed at your first attempt, right? Yeah. 
And and yet it didn't knock you down. You didn't get a report card. Well, actually, you did. You were looking at your stats, but <laughs> you didn't. You didn't get somebody to come and tell you, "Hey, you need to work harder." Hey, you're doing this wrong. Hey, go back and take that class over again. You just took it as a lesson learned. This is what education's about. This is what entrepreneurship is about. You're going to mess up way more times than you succeed, but you persevere. Isn't that something that we're trying to teach our students? You have to yeah. persevere. It's not about the solution. It's about the progress, about you becoming the person who is knowledgeable enough to get to the solution, who doesn't give up, who continues to push forward, who might have to erase the entire paper, start over and do it again because that's the way that it's going to be done right. That's exactly what you did, wouldn't you agree? I totally agree and it's almost, he mentioned the term PLC earlier, so I'm gonna go back to that. It's almost like a real life PLC and all the stuff we do at school, I mean, not saying it's all garbage and not saying that at all, but this is this is the real thing, right? We're living through it, we're making those mistakes, we're reflecting on it, and that's definitely what, at the end of the day, we want our students to do. Mm. All right, so ideal customer is an educator, a teacher. So they probably have a degree in something. They definitely yeah. have a teaching credential in something. Uh, and what what is, like, when, when you design your shirts, when you put them together, are you doing a specific, and like, I'm, I'm doing science shirts or I'm doing math shirts, or are you kind of doing it where we're kind of poking fun at the situation, right? Like, uh, I feel like uh, I'm a broken record, right? Educator kind of synonymous with broken record or... Uh, you know, dealing with the kid that doesn't do their homework. Like, are you tailoring your content to be around the what we experience as teachers in our relationship with students? Or are you going straight like, this is the pie shirt for the day? <laughs> so it's kind of a mixture of both. But when I'm looking at my statistics, which I love to do because I think, honestly, yeah, like this is data, data that actually informs what I'm doing, right, on a day-to-day -day basis. So I'm looking at my stats and the ones that do the best, the products that do the best, are actually ones that have like pop culture references. Um, so that's an interesting, yeah, interesting blend. Um, something that I thought initially would not be the best pathway because I didn't think that in terms of longevity, those products would do well, but they kind of are doing well, at least at the moment. And so some of our top sellers are, there's a Bernie Sanders from the inauguration um, shirt that says all weight teachers everywhere. <laughs> um, that's our top seller. Then I have one that is a Lizzo song reference. Um, so that was, that's still doing pretty well right now. So kind of incorporating some pop culture references is at least that's, those are the products that I enjoy creating the most and I enjoy wearing the most, but I definitely have products also that are just your standard. I have like a you matter, um, which is a science t-shirt standard for different subject areas um, because a lot of times teachers like those. Now I have been doing a lot of shirts that are welcome back shirts because a lot of teachers are going back yes. to the classroom, right? And I think that's a nice, just a nice message for students to see teachers excited for them to be back. Um, a lot of teachers, sometimes I get orders where there's multiple teachers ordering together. I've had orders of like eight to nine shirts and they'll send me a message like, hey, it's me and all of the teachers in the math department, we're ordering t-shirts for this. And it makes me happy because at the end of the day, right? Like I'm a teacher, I'm also a business person. Um, but yeah, so some of those are, then we have, yeah, we have our Fauci ouchie shirt. 
Um, so <laughs> some references to current events are out there. And then we have some standard products as well. So really a variety. Have a few t-shirts like the ones that we're showing right now that are specific to this particular school year. Work together. We can do virtually anything. So teachers typically like to order products that are relevant to whatever circumstances we're dealing with or whatever pop culture themes are relevant. But yeah, it's been fun. And all of these are made on Canva, which I think is just something that I love to mention to anyone that might feel uncomfortable designing. You really have the access to fine tune those skills in a very not easy way right yeah it's inexpensive it's easy all right ladies and gents and if you like the stuff that you see maybe you're an educator maybe you want to get some stuff just for a teacher because trust me teachers love some of these gifts there's the website scrolling across the bottom mind over matter design go out there and get your copies hey i had an idea catalina and you're gonna be yeah. my first guinea pig let's see since Ooh. you're an educator you're used to standing up in front of the class so here's what okay. we're gonna do um we're gonna make a piece of content for you a commercial piece of content Okay. Right? So here's how it's going to work. Um, you are going to pitch what you have, right? You're okay. going to pitch your, your store. I'm going to make you full screen here. All right. And let's see, James, take off the, uh, the scrolling across the bottom. And here's what we're going to do. I'm going to play some music for you so we can have it epic. And then what's going to happen is once you have the pitch and you can try it a couple times, we'll do it like one or two times. Okay. Um, then that's going to help me and uh, my editing team out. So that way I can be done with this episode. Not only will you have the full 30 minute content of who you are that you can share, but we can take this clip and literally you can use it as an ad. Love it. Cool. Sounds like a plan. Love All it. Right, let's see. Let's see. Sure. Let's see. it. You feel that? Yep. All right. <laughs> so pitch me. Tell me who's my target audience. What do I get? Who do you want? What do you want them to do? Why do you want them to come? For you? Let's start with why, right? Why should why should we buy for you? Who are we talking to? Where can you get it? Cool. So my name is Carolina. I am a middle school science teacher in Queens, New York. But my main passion is designing products with the target teacher in mind. So there's a bunch of teacher sites out there. There's a bunch of Etsy shops and other people that do teacher t-shirts. But the t-shirts that I do a lot of times have pop culture references. We have a Bernie Sanders shirt. We have a Fauci shirt. Uh, we have a shirt with a Lizzo reference. So if you want a specific teacher tee that also references something else that you enjoy or are passionate about, come over to mindovermatterdesigns.com. We have plenty of products for, me, for you to choose from. Boom. All right. Ready? Now it's going to be my turn. Let's give it a shot. All right. Let's see. Let's see what happens here. You ready? All right. Let's see how I do. Let's see how I do. All right. All right. So it's our show. We can do whatever we want, right? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Are you a teacher? Are you an educator? Are you looking for something to wear on the first day of school or maybe sometime during the week that'll get the attention of your students? Go to Mind Over Matter. Mindovermatterdesign.com. Get your t-shirts squared away. Look, this is t-shirts made by teachers for teachers so that you can wear them in the classroom. So what do you say? Mindovermatterdesign.com. Come check it out. Now. Woo, what love think? it. What do, you think? what do you think? That was that cool? Was so good. I love it. Now we got So we're going to take that content clip. I'm going to clip it for you. I'm going to send it your way. Uh, maybe I'll have my design team add some stuff. Maybe some, you can use my voiceover. You can use pieces of your voiceover. But now 
like this is what I it, when I had the soundboard, I was thinking about journaling last night. And uh, that's one of the things that came to mind. I was like, why don't I just use it to make ads for people that come on the show? And if we yeah. can create content that'll turn around and bring you value, that's a win, right? I love that idea. That's awesome. All right, William, by the way, thank you very much for uh, you know coming on the show. We got a couple people that left comments throughout the show. So uh, we got Ollie that came on the show, Brock, William, Jessica. Thank you guys for uh, commenting. And William, thank you very much for sending people over. We're always looking for guests, ladies and gentlemen. So if you are an entrepreneur, you want to be on the show, this is your opportunity. Use our platform. We're going to use all our bells and whistles content clips, music, sound, voiceovers. Maybe I might even go chipmunk style if you wanted to. We can go chipmunk style. We can talk all kinds of stuff and we'll have some fun creating cool content for you guys to use in your business. All right. Carolina, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank I hope you, you had fun. I had so much fun. I love talking to fellow educators and it's just so exciting to see what everyone's up to. Before we head out, even though you did the promo, one more time, let people know how they can get some information on you or your products. Great. Um, so I love to invite anyone to join my Instagram community at Mind Over Matter Teacher. Um, I love sharing different teacher tips, different hacks, using different programs, Canva, my favorite, as well as others. Um, so head over to Mind Over Matter Teacher on Instagram, and hopefully we can become part of a community. Boom. All right, ladies and gents, you heard it right here. If you have the extra time, it's not even an if. You, are, this, this was my point for my Instagram post this morning. You cannot control time. You no. can't catch it. You can't hold it. You can't take it back. You have zero control over time. The only thing you have control over is the tasks and activities that you do throughout the day. So if you're sleeping in, that is a task and activity that you're doing. If you're using your extra time to maybe go on Canva and learn a new skill, go and create a website. Start selling a little product here and there. You never know what you're going to do. Control those tasks and activities. That's where the success is going to come in. And Carolina is a perfect example of that. Take that extra time you have. Make something that you want a reality. All yeah. right, Carolina, thank you very much for thank coming on you. the show. Hernan, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Always a pleasure talking to a teacher. Ladies and yeah. gents, we'll see you guys tomorrow. And I forgot to tell you, I know it's probably not on brand for teaching, but SHIT, ladies and gents, so happy it's Thursday. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.